0: in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Fantastic, fantastic episode for a day with a one-of-a-kind, an adrenaline-fueled guest, downhill skater. Patrick Welsh joins the show. One of the best things about the show has been meeting people from such a wide variety of backgrounds. We're always learning new sports, new activities, and finding new ways in which human limits are put to the test. And today's guest is the epitome of someone who both prioritizes life and adventure, but is also pushing the extreme. Patrick Welsh is a downhill skater and has produced some of the most amazing content that I have seen this year. Downhill skaters race down steep hills at high rates of speed. Riding a longboard, skaters reach speeds from anywhere between 35 to 80 miles per hour across courses that range from a half mile to three miles. What's even more amazing is that these aren't closed courses in which they're racing. As skaters use the traditional roads in which cars drive and for Patrick and his team, they're always on the hunt for a track that will produce great speed, great videos because of the aesthetics and is safe. These videos, are tremendous. They're captivating, they're fascinating. To me, Patrick and other skaters of his ilk are superhuman. With minimal equipment and just inches above the ground, they're traveling at the same velocity, same rate of speed as probably you are right now driving down the road. It's very similar to some of the pushing sports in the Olympics as far as luge and skeleton, but they're doing it on the open road, which creates an environment of increased excitement and additional hazards along the way. On today's episode, Patrick talks about how we first ventured into the world of downhill skating, and he remarks on how his skiing background helped him feel comfortable in his quest for speed. Patrick also talks about the flow state that his mind reaches while racing downhill. And lastly, Patrick talks about how they choose a location. It's simply incredible. I encourage everyone to watch as many videos of Patrick and other downhill skaters. The speeds in which they're going with such minimal equipment is awe-inspiring, but it's also cool to hear about the science that goes behind it, and how Patrick and other skaters minimize any potential risk. Truly, a one of a kind person. Honored to have him on the show. You guys are gonna love him. So let's go ahead and bring on downhill skater Patrick Welsh, and let's learn.
1: Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, I've been loving, loving listening to your show while I'm at work lately. It's uh, yeah, you really have a lot of uh, great perspective, and also yeah, the uh, people that you uh, work with and meet really seem like. Yeah, some amazing individuals. So yeah, stoked to be a part of this. Thank you. Well,
0: when you meet someone, and what do you describe yourself as? I don't even know how to introduce you because it's it's such a unique sport that you do,
1: activity that you do. Yeah, um, I'd say for the sport, I'm a downhill skateboarder. Um, But I I don't know. I do a lot of things. I guess. Um, Really, just depends on how how when I'm meeting people. Um, but yeah downhill skateboarder is probably the best Um, some people call it longboarding but uh, our boards have gotten so small that they're really just skateboards now
0: would you consider it an extreme longboarding as well because because normally when I think of longboarding I think of the chill guy that I had in my classes at ASU who was just going from class to class real, real slow
1: yeah um most likely um yeah, closer to longboarding. More in the companies that we're involved with. Um, it's a great way for those companies to advertise the quality of their boards, stuff like that, for the um, kind of the college cruiser longboard boarding like that. Um, and then also um, a lot of the same companies that we work with work with uh, longboard dancers, where you see the videos of people kind of cross-stepping, dancing, and doing that stuff on their boards. Um, So we're definitely in that category. But as we've been, uh, as the sport's been progressing, it's moving more towards just uh, downhill skateboarding.
0: Yeah. Well, it's incredible. I've been spending the last hour or so watching videos on it. Curious first of how you began
1: into the sport. When you were younger, what were some of the activities that you did do? Um, So I started out uh, downhill skiing probably Mm -hmm. age two. Um, and my dad was really into racing cars when he was younger. Um, so a lot of my memories are like driving around with him, showing me racing lines, teaching me how fast you can take corners, stuff like that. Um, and ever since I remember, I've just loved, uh, going fast, skiing, got into racing probably younger than I can remember. Um, and then I moved down here to San Barbara, got more, um, into surfing, skating, like that. And um, just started really bombing hills on my skateboard, trying to get that kind of same feeling that I got skiing. Um, And it probably wasn't until like four, three, four years later that uh, some friends showed me YouTube videos kind of the same way you found me. And um, I realized that what I was trying to do was an actual sport and people were already doing it. And at that point, I had surf sponsors with Arbor Collective, who made uh, downhill boards at the time. So um, it was pretty easy for me to get in touch with some downhillers at that point. Um, And it's kind of just been off to the races from there.
0: It's fascinating. So you were doing it for fun. And then you're like, wait a minute, these these guys are actually competing in this. Had I known this? When you first found out it was a sport, what were some of the questions or some of the things that you learned immediately that kind of blew you away?
1: Um, I was more just blown away that um that this sport existed and uh, had existed for so long without really me knowing. Um, the sport's still somewhat in a like more of a niche sport at this point. We don't have a lot of mainstream coverage or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, really, first things I thought was like, wow, this is amazing that people are actually doing this, and then how can I be a part of this?
0: How did your ski background help you as a downhill skateboarder?
1: Definitely helped me a lot with skiing, especially ski racing. You know, there's such, um, uh, long history of ski racing and it's, um, you know, been an Olympic sport for so long that, um, it's really a discipline that people take seriously, um, especially compared to, um, people's common beliefs of like skating, um, so that was definitely a big help having so many years of really disciplined teachers kind of showing me forms and technique and really how to read lines um and just racing because you know going fast is one thing but then um when you're racing a whole different group of people who are all really fast there's a a lot of strategy that comes in um so a lot of the um a lot of the technique and line control from skiing really helped me. And then more than anything, just um, I'd say comfort with speed. Um, you know, with skiing, you're more just floating on snow. You can go it's a lot easier to go 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour. Um and with skating, a lot of um fear and um mainly like fear of speed is what slows a lot of people down as they're progressing um so i think kind of getting over that already really helped me um kind of just push myself and grow faster than i might have been able to earlier just be more comfortable
0: during an event or during a race what are you hitting and what's the distance you're covering
1: um it really depends on the races we're doing um It's probably anywhere from 35 to 80 miles an hour in the higher speed races and then anywhere from um, a half mile to three mile course when it comes into competitive racing. Um, So I raced an event last weekend that's kind of just a drag race where you going straight and it's all about uh, reducing drag, using other people's drags, um, but then there's not a lot of corners. You're just going fast in a straight line. Um, and then there's other events where there's a lot of big corners that you need to figure out how to drift, slow down for, um, which throws in a lot more variables for, uh, what lines people are taking and how you can kind of strategize your race.
0: Yeah. I do love all the strategy and the science behind it. With your ski background, have you ever found yourself on a luge or bobsled track?
1: Um, no, not yet. That's still still a bucket list of mine. Um, I have a couple of friends who've skated um, lose tracks, and um, a couple of my roommates who I live with, who are all pro downhillers, got to um, do some practice with the U.S. bobsled team this summer. And um, yeah, that sounds like an amazing experience. Super fun, and the idea of um, being able just. Having such extreme banks to uh, carry your speed just sounds incredible. Videos just, they're fantastic.
0: What's the preparation like for each one? How do you pick a location? And then underlying that, how do you ensure that it's safe?
1: Um, so, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'd say when it comes to doing media work for skate companies, a lot of the filmers are amazing skaters themselves. So, they have a really good idea of um, what riders might perform well in which areas and um, I'd say the filmers really have the best idea of what fits um, the aesthetics and is enjoyable to watch in terms of scenery Um, and then something that also complements the riders and at the end of the day safety is the main thing Um, so we try and gate places that are closed, um, or where we can, um, maintain speed comfortably in our lane of traffic. Um, cause yeah, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to have fun, trying to be safe, uh, take another run. Um, so a lot of times we'll have our friends spot corners for us, have radios at the bottom, um, a lot of communication just to make sure that mainly we're not endangering anyone else um, and not being a nuisance to traffic or potentially endangering someone else's life. And then also making sure that the uh, the road or the course is safe for the skater and the filmer. Um, yeah. And then a big part of it again is aesthetics. So like you said, um, a lot of people first see the sport from YouTube videos and stuff like that. So we really try to make sure that we're able to present ourselves and the sport in a way that um, is captivating and kind of brings in an audience.
0: Captivating is definitely the best word described. I think the favorites I've seen flying down, it was just a beautiful ocean view in the background. I, I love what you said yeah. about lanes, too, because in my mind, when I first heard about the sport, I thought it was just you guys shut down a road and you just went. But There's videos where I've seen you guys going down on the right-hand lane and cars are coming on the left
1: yeah so um in in the perf- perfect scenario we'd love the ability to shut down roads to um to do a lot of our media work um but in a smaller sport like this we don't um we have a smaller budget that so we operate on so closing down a road um for a whole day can is usually more uh, costly than we can really work with um but All the skaters that you usually see videos of are um, some of like the most highly controlled skaters um, in the community. And um, we all skate fairly similar to cyclists on open roads. Um, We're able to stop, uh, stop, change directions, and kind of avoid anything that might uh, get in our way just as fast as a bike or a car. so, in a lot of the open road skating, it's really making sure that the the roads we're skating and the things we're filming aren't uh, without outside of the uh, the rider's comfort.
0: With some of the speeds that you're reaching, are there any additional braking mechanisms, or is it just natural natural skate ability to to stop?
1: Um, it's just natural ability. We have two main techniques for braking: um, foot braking. Which is pretty self-explanatory. Put your foot on the ground and use the uh, friction with the road and your soul to slow down, or by um, drifting our skateboards. So kicking out and drifting somewhat like a car, um, and using that to slow us down, especially um, when we're going around corners, because then we can um, set our braking lines with the corners. Um, but the most common way is sliding and we have um like gloves with plastic polyurethane pucks on them that let us uh put our hands on the grounds so we can kind of slide with more control and with more ease
0: at these rates of speed I'm, I'm curious do you have time to enjoy or does everything happen so fast that it's just i'm focused on being safe getting down the road um
1: yeah i, I don't know if really time is is much of the variable because everything's happening so fast that um yeah there really isn't much time to think or analyze what's going on consciously um so for a lot of us it's more of a flow state activity where we're all so comfortable doing skating these roads and doing these things um that we really more act on impulse um and just do what comes naturally to us um because, yeah, when you're coming around a corner at 60 miles an hour and there's a car in your lane or something, um, there's not really em- enough time to think about what you can do. Um, so it's a lot more just yeah, acting on influence, muscle memory, um, which is really where I get the most form of enjoyment. It's a very meditative process, um, just kind of existing and being – very present with your surroundings especially when we're skating um you know beautiful mountains by the beaches and stuff like that it's um yeah it's more the the experience in in total that is uh brings me enjoyment
0: wow that's brilliant i love how you mentioned the flow state how about over the last couple of years did pandemic quarantine did that slow you up at all because you were out and about probably less restrictions but did you face any challenges with that
1: um, somewhat, yeah, I was actually undergoing a reconstructive shoulder surgery going into uh, the pandemic. So I was isolated, um, kind of for personal reasons going into it. And um, was really excited to get back with all my friends in the community. Um, so that kind of, that was a bummer for me. Um, kind of having my own year without seeing, uh, all my friends and community and then having to, uh, sit back and wait another year. Um, but it gave me a lot of time to skate on my own kind of, um, practice my, uh, practice my trade, kind of get back comfortable skating at the level we are after, um, after injuries. So, um, yeah, it was, it was hard not seeing everybody, especially cause, um, our community is so small. We're all like family. Um, but it definitely helped me in the long term because I was able to use the time constructively. Um, so once we were able to start using the social distancing rules and stuff, um, yeah, able to just get back with all our friends and skate. Um, but yeah, we're still kind of waiting for um, other friends internationally to be able to come visit, be able to pick back up with the uh, international circuit again. Um, so there's a lot of effect from COVID on the, uh, the sport and the organization in general. But um, I think everyone's really excited to uh, kind of start regrowing and getting back to uh, what we're used to.
0: Well, you mentioned earlier about you guys keep in mind with videographers, keep in mind the aesthetic opportunities mm-hmm. of each race, and they're doing a great job of that. So for you, as you look back on some of your races, some of your downhill time, which are the locations that you still think about? You're like, yeah, yeah, we nailed that because that location was was Mm
1: -hmm. on point. Um, yeah, Hawaii is always always a great one. I
0: think that's the one I saw the car coming in the other direction. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um, Hawaii is a really great place. The you know you're just on an island surrounded by blue water. In, you know, tropical climates, there's lush plants everywhere around you Um, and also a really great downhill community there. Everyone's really friendly and um, everyone on the island um, with the close connection they have to surfing and skating um, are just really enjoy seeing us. So it's always a really positive um, experience whenever we're traveling out there. and just the roads are, are amazing, um, and yeah, really anywhere that has really good roads and um, good scenery is always always enjoyable. We get to see new places, travel with new cultures, um, and yeah, I really can't think of one place in particular. Um,
0: Same question, but a location that you haven't been that you're like, yeah, that's that's the one we got to get to.
1: Um, there's so many, honestly, I, we have friends from all over the world, um, that we're always skating with at events. So every time we see them, it's like, Oh, you have to come to Australia. You have to come to the Alps. You have to come here. Um, so yeah, really there's, there's so many places that, um, uh, that I haven't skated and I haven't been to. Um, but I'd probably say the Alps are, are up there. It's one of the top, um, the scenery and all the roads. Um, the EU has some of the best road management in the world. So um, it really just gives us ideal, ideal conditions. And um, it, some of the skaters there are the best in the world. So um, it's always fun being able to skate. Um, you know, new roads like that, beautiful scenery with new, new friends and new faces.
0: Really, yeah, I think the ops would be a great choice. So what's next for you? What do you got on the calendar? What should we
1: be looking forward to? Um, so about two months ago, I moved in with um, three other downhill skaters, um, Adrian Pinnell, Owen Fox, and Robert Moore. And um, they're some of the fastest, best skaters in the country. And they've um, really been helping me kind of get back at a competitive level after my injuries. Um, and I'm really excited to just be traveling with them. Um, We have people hitting us up for video projects and for racing every week, every day. Um, So yeah, I'm really just excited to um, kind of pick up the traveling again now that restrictions are kind of um, loosening and being able to travel with uh, three of my best friends and uh, just keep exploring, keep skating.
0: Doing what you love with your best friends, nothing more than that.
1: How, what was your initial, um, I guess, interaction or introduction to the sport? Because um, it is a pretty niche niche sport. We're always trying to grow. And it's great seeing um, you know, people like you and um, outside entities just get excited about the community and the sport.
0: Well, I'm always looking for new things. And again, it's just something I didn't know about until I saw the video. I always looking for it, whether it be free diving and some of these other unique sports we've had on the show kind of looking for the next one and I don't know how I first stumbled across one of your videos, but I was like, this is, this is incredible. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is exciting. Thanks. There's elements of daring elements of danger, which even adds to it. I was just instantly hooked. I don't know how it was, but it was one of the videos I stumbled across probably on Instagram. And I think I immediately within, you know, two seconds of finding the video, I think I messaged you. So
1: yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Instagram, social media is yes yeah, such a huge part of, um, of our sport, especially it being a smaller sport, it's a great um, it's a great way for us to to grow our uh, individual brands and also to just um, continue to um, stay engaged with um, new people who maybe haven't seen our sport and hopefully get um, get people who are interested maybe involved. Um, so yeah, that that's awesome to hear. The uh, social media and all that is has been a huge tool for our sport. It's honestly how I got involved initially watching youtube videos
0: man i I am just i'm so glad so glad that i met you i its fascinating what you're doing and i know that you guys are going to continue to push limits and find even more amazing things to do as downhill skaters how can people follow you and how can they stay up to date with your life
1: um so instagram would probably be the best um place to follow me uh my instagram is patweek uh p-a-t-w-e-e-k um and that's going to be the best place to see um, kind of our daily lives. Our, um, keep seeing our media and film pop up. Um, and um, yeah, social media, Instagram. Um, then uh, Descent Skateboards would be a sponsor of mine. Be a great place to see media coming out um, as well as S1 Helmets. Uh, they've been doing a great job supporting the industry, keeping everyone safe um yeah making sure that people like you have entertaining videos to watch while um while we have you know good helmets on our head and are uh, continuing to be safe and really youtube uh is always a good place at um s1 helmets descent skateboards um caliber truck crow sorry caliber truck co uh prism skateboard Skate Blood orange they're all um amazing media outlets produce some of the best downhill skate media that you can find um so if anyone's interested in seeing more videos stuff like that um any of those places would be great places to start
0: yeah i think I actually the last one i saw was on uh skate blood
1: orange thank you well i appreciate it so much it was uh so nice meeting you again um our sport um needs more people like you that are you know interested in um interested in highlighting our sport and the, the amazing people in it. So uh yeah thank you very much. It's been a great experience and great meeting you. Just keep doing what
0: you're doing. It's awesome. It's fascinating.
1: Uh, oh thank you. You too man. Appreciate it.
0: Life. You know you're living that exciting life which is all we want to do. I figure when all said and done we just want stories to tell and you got plenty of stories to tell that's for sure. Well,
1: yeah there we go same with you. Yeah. Well it was so good talking to you. Talk to you soon hopefully. All right, you. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Thank you thank you thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Patrick, uh, lots of content that you can check out for him. First, give him a follow on Instagram, Pat Week. From there, there's a link to his YouTube, and you can check out all the many amazing videos that he posts. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento.